Hi, and welcome to the Silver Screen Queens podcast. Every week we watch a movie and sit down here to talk about it. I'm Katie. I'm Mel. And we're your hosts. This week we watched Hell or High Water, directed by David McKenzie and released in 2016. The plot of the movie goes something like this. Two brothers rob banks in small town Texas, pursued by a dogged ranger. I was I was about to say dodged. I'm like, no, that's not that's not what that is. I I, could, I think dogged is the right word. You know, the kind of yeah, like a give, bloodhound. Yes, this was this is not a subtle movie. Um, this is still or out an the, exciting one. This is oh, still yes. out at the cinemas, guys. So there's going to be spoilers. Um, if you want to see it, um, then go see it and then come back and listen to the podcast. But yeah, the the bit at the like the, this was not a subtle movie anyway. Like that all the constant driving past, like debt. What is it? Um, oh yeah, your debt, debt forgiven, and get bought cash borrowed here and stuff. Yeah, um, and and all that sort of thing at the beginning. And, you know, I killed my daddy because he beat us up. Thing, but the end. That bit at the end when when um, Jeff Bridges had a dog uh, had a bloodhound. I was like, oh my god! Uh, of course he does. <laughs> of course he does because he's a bloodhound. You get it? Yes. Um. um this yeah. is yeah. This is another movie that I think we sat through because it had Chris Pine in it. And it I sat of, through a lot of movies because they have Chris Pine in it. Yeah, them. and. Um, by your ratings, it's not the worst Chris Pine movie we've There's sat nowhere through. near the worst Chris Pine movie I've sat through. I mean, like, this we, was we survived. It was, just, it was just boring. It was really boring. It it the pacing was just a mess. Um, I and and it's kind of a shame because actually there were lots of things that this movie had going for it. It was gorgeous. It had great original soundtrack by Nick Cave. Um, it was um had really good actors in it, mm. and it was boring. It was so boring. And it, like, it's about. Guys who rob banks and the guy who's chasing them. It should be exciting. Yes. Um, but everything is so, like, dour and miserable and everything is just relentlessly, like, you know, sad. Well, and it's on top of that, it's long. Like, the scenes are so long and so unnecessary. And there's such a long time between bank robberies. Mm. Um, like a really long time in the middle there where just nothing is happening. No, except Jeff Bridges saying racist stuff to his partner. Well, mumbling. Yeah, mumbling. Yeah, mumble, and everyone then, mumbles. Yeah, that's another thing. In and then we go back to the boys and they're just like hanging out again. And mumbling at one another and being awful I to actually one understood pretty much all of the dialogue and they weren't really being awful to each I mean, oh, sorry, th- this is all like, I mean, very much, you know, cowboy toxic masculinity, the mm. movie. Um, but they, I, it, I actually thought their um, their relationship was really interesting, and I think part of that is because they're both really good actors. Yeah, um, Chris Pine and Ben Foster are both like really good. But Ben Foster has been for a long time um, a really good thing in bad movies. <laughs> yeah. Um. Just sorry. Just back to the mumbled dialogue. I could understand them too, but we're native English speakers, so we can. Like, I think this might have been hard to follow if you weren't necessarily, or just like there was a lot of scenes where. The conversation was shot from behind, or you couldn't see their mouths, or it was just it was some weird choices because it's actually um, it's got a pretty good visual sense. Like the whole movie is well shot, well sort of put together, and that sense of you talking about it being grim, I actually think that for for an American movie, it actually does kind of like grim down and out small town stuff quite well because. I yeah, it does. I just it, it's 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 so relentless, you know. Yeah, really hard. And and my problem with the with the mumbling, which. Got better as the movie went on. It was just early on. There was just a few scenes where yeah, I couldn't even like. There was a scene where Ben Foster's talking, and it's entirely like it's just the shot is his back of his head. Uh, yeah, I think that was odd. when he was talking about him uh, about the abuse and stuff. Yeah, which is kind of I get what they were trying to do with that. Um, in terms of 
it being a conversation he doesn't want to have and he doesn't feel comfortable having. Yeah, that was actually really interesting. They did that a lot because um, in the scene where the brothers leave each other, yeah. Ben Foster turns away from him and we see the back of his head when he says that he loves him. Mm. Um, I really liked that stuff. You get a really good sense of the emotional places that, that the characters are coming from. Um, yeah, just as a practical matter, especially someone who's sort of come up in theatre, it's kind of um, – it just sort of – makes me go, oh, it's not making it easy for the audience there. It isn't making it easy for the audience, but I don't think this was a movie about being easy for the audience. Mm. Um, I, I mean, yeah, I think that kind of hits the emotional um, notes rather than and rather than trying to get across what he's saying, you're kind of getting a feeling of what he's saying, kind of like watching mm. – no, this is yeah. terrible, but kind of like watching Shakespeare or something where you like yeah. – you don't always catch all the words, but you get the feeling of what's going on. Right, and Jeff Bridges has like a word for some kind of um, outlaws that – some some kind of criminal that I he says heaps of times like twitches or something. Oh, tweakers, tweakers. Yeah, that just means they're on drugs. Oh, right. Yeah, I had no idea what he was on about. Oh no, that's pretty common. I think. Um, yeah, that tweakers just means that they're on drugs. He and um his partner Gil Birmingham talk about that. Mm. Alberto. Yeah. The only name in the movie that we could catch, honestly. Yeah. It's and- really hard to figure out what the characters' names are. Uh-huh. Um, I got Chris Pine's. Uh, no, I got Alberto's earliest and then Chris mm. Pine's second. Um, I got Ben Foster's character name in the very last scene of the movie and I never knew what character Jeff Bridges was playing, mm. apart I got, from Ranger. I got Ben Foster's name in the credits. Um, <laughs> Even in the credits, I didn't think I looked at what Jeff Bridges' character oh, name was. No, I. you know what? I didn't until just now on IMDb. He was called Marcus Hamilton. Yep, I don't I don't remember anybody calling him that at any point in the movie. No. Um <laughs> So there you go. Um, yeah, Tanner, I didn't get till the very last scene. Um, yeah, so in and my, I was listening for it too because I realized about halfway through I didn't know what his character's name yeah, was, but well, I, I knew Toby. And I got I was, Pine, was thinking the he same. Look like a Toby at all? <laughs> no, and or a Tanner. Tanner's the wrong kind of name for someone who's nearly forty. Um, it's the like the well, it's kind of I get it, it's kind of Midwestern kind of yeah. Um, but I I remember halfway through thinking I was just thinking of these people as their actors and not mm. their character names, and I was a bit um put out by it but I think again it seems like it's a deliberate thing that you kind of just dropped into their lives and you have to figure it out as you go along well it is interesting that they they really have to build sympathy over the course of the movie because they open with Toby and Tanner just like robbing a bank and being Mm. just dicks although you can tell even from the opening scene actually probably before I even saw this movie I could have probably told you that Ben Foster was going to be the crazy one and Chris Pine was going to be the one that didn't want to kill anybody Mm. (laughs) like just from the casting Um, and underneath that ski mask those big blue eyes oh my god you just as soon as that shot happens you're like how would nobody recognize him look at his face like how did every single person who was giving descriptions not go blue eyes giant blue eyes he had really big really blue eyes. Well, I think the implication was that the people who were giving descriptions didn't really want to help out the police. Not everybody though. The people who, in the banks that got robbed, the the um, tellers at the beginning that, um, that oh, well that girl only saw Ben Foster but the, the girl in the other bank um, yeah. like the guy whose, whose nose got have, smashed. They did both have big blue eyes as well. You could see ben both Foster of their blue has eyes. Blue eyes. Chris Pine has like another level anime eyes. Like, yeah, but you would have noticed them anyway. Yeah. Although, then again, we knew who we were looking for. We could recognize Chris Pine just by his eyes as well. Yeah, uh, but you know, I I have a feeling that you just show me Chris Pine's any uh, eyes anytime, and I'd be I'd know who that was. <laughs> but you're but, right. you, know. so you just show me Chris Pine's anything, and I'll tell you who it is. Um, never mind. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe. Um, uh, <laughs> no, I I. 
um, but even so, like, I, you would think that that's something that's noticeable enough. Like, if you've got nothing but eyes to look at because he's yeah. got the ski mask and everything, you're definitely going to go, yeah, the bank robbers had really blue eyes. Yeah, like, right, right after you tell them what race they were and about how tall they were. That's yeah. probably right well, up that's, there. Uh, that was what I was thinking when um, Jeff Bridges was interviewing that first teller, um, Elsie. Yes, I remember that character name. Mm. <laughs> um, Did you see the teller's yeah, names? Exactly. They're next to their desks. Um so Elsie, when he's interviewing Elsie, she he says, uh, "Can you give us a race, white, black?" And she goes, "The souls." And you're like, "Oh God!" Um, but I was like, and then she says, "White," and I'm like, "Really?" I thought she was going to say, "And they had blue eyes or something like yeah. that," because I mean, we see from her perspective looking at both characters, right? And both of them really clearly have these blue eyes. But anyway, yes, that's a that's clearly something that they didn't bother. Like once they cast it, yeah. They didn't bother changing the script to reflect that, right? But they and they left the bit in at the diner where one of the people at the diner says they look like brothers. Yeah, which well, I mean, they are playing brothers, um, but uh, they don't really look like brothers. Um, I've seen Ben Foster's brother; doesn't really look like Chris Pine. <laughs> um, he was on um, um, this show with Chris Lowell, and all oh, right, what was it called? Life as we know it. Um, he's been in a few other things too. Um, Right. Not the point. He's not as good as Ben Foster is. <laughs> no, Ben Foster's been in a few things lately where he's been kind of like the standout. Well, he for the last for years. I mean, he was in X Men like three, mm. and he was the most interesting thing in that. Um, he was in um Three Ten to Yuma, and he was yeah. the best thing in that. He was in um Warcraft. Uh, he was in oh that that zombie one. Um, he was like this kind of harbinger guy, and he's the only thing I can remember from the whole movie. Mm. I mean, best Ben Foster is like. This really, really talented actor who's been just in crap for a really long time. Yeah, and he does this really good line in sort of compromised bad guys. Psychos. Yeah. Yeah, he does. He's really good at playing psychos. Um, but not just that. I mean, he he was not a psycho. He he was more complicated than that in Warcraft. And then um, – Yeah, that's um, why I said compromised bad guys. Yeah, I know. I was kind of correcting myself. And then – but X-Men, he played a, a hero. Yeah. Um, yeah, and he's just really interesting. And he he and Chris Pine, I thought, worked really well together too. Like they had really good kind of chemistry and they mm. bounced off each other well. Um, they clearly understood these characters well and that that kind of carried over nicely. Yeah. Um, there was also some humor in this movie that was intentional. <laughs> some of it wasn't, but some <laughs> yeah, of it was. Yeah, I was – our audience kept laughing at, at um, Jeff Bridges saying racist stuff to um, Alberto. Well, yeah, but I think the thing is – I think the thing is that we're laughing at him because people would also then laugh louder when Alberto would be. No, they didn't. Not in our audience. Well, I did. <laughs> yes. Um. But yeah, that was I, disturbing I to me. They did when when there he was. Did oh, the... there, yeah. There's a point at which Alberto finally gets his own back. He does it a couple of times. Yeah. Um, but, there's, but there's one big one towards the end. Yeah. And that did actually get a laugh out of the right people, but. Um, yeah, I felt like we were supposed to be like laughing at him. Yeah, well, because it was pretty clear because um, it was actually done quite well because there was there's a few occasions where someone just says something really overtly racist, right? Um, somebody says it to Jeff Bridges about talking about lynching the bank robbers, mm. um, and he's like, he has a comeback for that, and then Jeff Bridges, of course, says all this stuff to Alberto, and we it's um we never it never just stops at that. We always see Alberto's face afterwards, yeah. and Alberto's like, you know, you kind of just see him many years of practice at like absorbing stupid white guy stuff. Yeah. But there's there's a couple of moments where they're called out on that as well. There's the guy that um Ben Foster meets in the casino. Yeah. And, you know, Ben Foster's clearly an idiot for thinking he's Comanche. Mm. Um 
and they're, they're mocking for it constantly. In fact, he gets killed right after saying it. So, yeah. Um, they're, they're definitely trying to pull those guys down a bit. And I think just reflect the culture that these guys are coming from. Oh, um, I know, but that that's part of the point, though. That was, like, fit right in. Yeah, exactly. With where they were and what they were saying, yeah. Um, like, the, it doesn't really feel like the movie's ever condoning it. I'm not worried about the, the characters. I was more worried about our audience thinking it was funny. Well, the, our audience, I mean, I walked in and I was like, nearly every guy in the audience, every like male in the audience was bald or balding when we were <laughs> like, this was definitely for the older crowd. Um, yeah. So this, and, and you know. The, the, it looks like a Western from its poster and I think um, the the advertising worked. It is a Western. It's like, it's a modern Western essentially. Yeah, uh, yeah I, I think... I think what you got and what you see when you look at the poster for it are not necessary. Like, I think people might look at that poster and see something different to what they actually got, though. I, I guess. I mean, I, it's exactly what I thought I was going to get out of it. I assumed it was going to be an actual, like, old Western. I was expecting it to be a cowboy. Like, I, I know it's a cowboy movie, but I was expecting something different. I wasn't expecting bank robbers. I was expecting something else. Okay. I didn't I didn't know anything about it before we saw it. I'd just seen the poster. Okay. But yeah, I, I mean, I assume there's members of the audience for whom Jeff Bridges is the big draw. Yeah. And there's probably also members of the audience for whom Chris Pine is the big draw, and that would be us. That would be um, us. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it just like, I, I just feel like they, they were really too proud of themselves in the like character building stuff, and they needed to really cut that down because they it was desperately in need of more action. Because the action stuff was actually really compelling and interesting too like when things start to go south you kind of start to get anxious and and it was mm. good it, w- it worked really well um yeah that, that that final bank robbery right through to the end you know is great yeah um really powerful and and uh and the genuine opening, tension and right suspense yeah and and the bank robbery when ben foster goes to the bank by himself yeah yeah is so like it you're so tense yeah because just like oh my god this guy yeah oh. But then the casino stuff and the him having sex with the woman right next to Chris Pine in the other bed and all that stuff. Like, yeah. why do we – and that whole night and then the next day is such a long time. It's so long and it's so unnecessary. Um, And they just seem to want to, like, stick in all of these, like, fun side characters, like the rattlesnake waitress and – Yeah, and they, I feel like they deliberately want to – make it look like oh yes we're definitely in texas we understand what texas is about mm. I, if, that's why it felt very heavy-handed like that opening shot where across from the bank is this um church, church. with all these crosses but also like everyone there's all these everyone's got concealed carry so everyone's carrying weapons mm-hmm. all the time which makes it kind of funny but it also is kind of like yes of course they are yeah it's 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 interesting because it's so scary i know like it's terrifying because most most audiences don't live in a place where you can like people can just carry guns around and do yeah yeah there are definitely people who do but most audiences for this film i don't think doesn't feel like it's made by rural people for rural people it feels like it's made by city people yeah making fun of rural people yeah, yeah west texas yes exactly um yeah it does feel like that and it does feel like it's really talking down to people mm. in that area as well. Like it's which is why a very real, negative take. Yeah, and the real unsubtle stuff about guns and God and stuff felt like that. Yeah, like it was just a bit too much. Yeah, I, I agree with that. But then it it's such a kind of negative view of everybody. Well, yeah, and it's also taking on the big banks as well, who are but like this isn't even a big bank. God, taking on the big banks. It's like, not, that's, that's it's so anti-banks. <laughs> yeah, but it's and the thing is, it's not even a big bank. It's like a a Texas only bank with like only seven branches, 
but but it's clearly the big bank bank in that area. Yeah, yeah, and it's the one that's trying to get every that's trying to get their mom on a reverse mortgage and all that sort of stuff. Right, but I mean that it, it is that's the western. Mm. I mean that's um magnificent seven. <laughs> you know, we just saw that. It's yeah, just a slightly so, different way of doing it. it. It and it's the you know the the old cop with one three months to retirement and the um the you know the one with a heart of gold and then there's the crazy one and yeah, I mean it really is just like. And there's even a prostitute in one scene. Yep. And the Indian with the heart of gold dies. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That was. I, and I kind of knew it from the minute he arrived on scene as well. I'm like, we're going to have to sit through this and he's going to be awesome and fun and a good foil to Jeff Bridges and he's going to die. And yep. then he died horribly. Horribly. That was so weirdly violent. His brain's in his hat. Oh, my God. It yeah. was so gross. It was so awful. Um. Yeah, I, I mean, the thing is, I was watching the movie and I was like, well, there are three endings this is gonna, this is, it's p- possible for this to have, right? Yep. Chris Pine dies, Ben Foster lives, Ben Foster changes his life around. Ben Foster dies, Chris Pine lives, Chris Pine gets what he wanted in the first place. Um, or they, uh, kill the cops and they both, you know, they both go down in, in a yeah. Bonnie and Clyde shootout. Everybody yeah. dies in the uh, blaze of glory type thing. Yeah. Um, I was expecting, I knew to go somebody f- had to live because somebody had to get to the bank. To- yeah. Uh, give him the money, but I actually thought Chris Pine might die after that from the gunshot wound that he got that had no effect on him whatsoever. Yeah, no, it seemed to be fine. And, like, it, it's not like he can just wander into a hospital with that and get patched up, you know. I know, and they didn't. They clearly never found out about it because they would have yeah. been on the um, – because his, his record was so clean afterwards. Yeah, so I don't know. I guess it just – he managed to patch it up himself. I guess. Yeah. It, it was a bit ridiculous. It was a bit silly. Yeah, well, it sort of became obvious at a point that that Ben Foster had sort of he'd he'd done his dash and he was going to sacrifice himself. Yeah, it did. After after a certain point, I I knew that was the ending that they were going to go for. But mm. th- while I was watching the first kind of half of it, I was trying to figure out how they were going to end yeah. it. Which yeah, what 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 was the the kind of overarching philosophy of this movie and mood of this movie to try and get to this part at the end, um, like to get to lead to an ending. Um, I think once we saw the kids, it was pretty obvious that Chris Pine wasn't going to die. Once we actually see one of his kids, you're like, mm. oh, he's probably not going to die. That would be a bit bleak, yeah. Yeah, and uh, well, that's his a- kids were so much older than they thought they were going to be too. He's, well, he's got this teenage son. I was like, Whoa. well, yeah. I mean, Chris Pine's thirty six. I know, I know it's possible, and yeah. I, I mean, you know, it and it, and lots of people do have kids young and especially stuff, especially in like West Texas. It was the way that they were talking about them earlier that that yeah, well, the, the way because it sounded like yeah, they were going to be like eight or nine, and they were actually teenagers. Yeah, yeah, that was why it which was it, a surprise. The way they were talking about it. There's this moment when he brings a beer out to sit with his kid and I thought that was hilarious yeah because the kid's like 15 if he's a day I was gonna go with like 14 but yeah yeah but still like even in Australia where you can drink at 18 that is just not (laughs) even in rural parts of Australia where everybody drinks there's not (laughs) well it's more that it's it's just the fact that his dad brings a beer out to like yeah like you know teenagers drink a lot and and younger teenagers than this guy than this kid was but it's the fact that his dad his dad dad is doing it (laughs) yeah and you're like good role modeling buddy good role modeling there yeah (laughs) um and then but that scene was and ended up in a different place to where i thought it was going to go and i quite liked that scene it was a good one as well much like with the scenes with his brother it was very they're very good at um having sort of real conversations Mm. that real people would have where people I've just actually just watching some TV the other day where people have got all these eloquent responses when they're faced with these emotional crises. And I'm like, hmm, maybe. But in real life, especially in a real world where these guys have grown up in this culture of 
guns and cowboys and toxic masculinity. And poverty. And poverty. Like, people don't talk like that. And it did feel very real that the son was just like, "Mm, yeah. mm." Especially, he hasn't seen his dad in a year. Yeah. But it it felt very real, but also, like, it was emotionally affecting. You know, when his dad's saying, don't be like us and things like that. The kind of getting across all of these um, big emotional moments with this dialogue that feels very natural and very real. And I liked that. Um, there were, I mean, there were things that I really genuinely thought were great about this movie, um, which is probably why it's disappointing that they couldn't manage to make it more interesting. Like, mm. if it had been really fun, like, uh, uh, you know, if there had been a lot of action scenes, if there'd been more of the actual well, it, bank robberies, if, if it had been less long, drawn out scenes of people just sitting on porches looking at the yeah. middle distance. Well, when, yeah, because when things weren't happening, it, you needed to be building up tension. Like, and mm. we didn't, the reason the end bit works is because there's tension building up. Mm. Even when, even if it if it stops for a minute, even if it's slow, even if there's always tension in the air, but there's great big swathes of this movie where there's no tension, and it gets really scary at the end too. Like the Ben Foster up on the hill picking people off is terrifying. Yeah. It's really scary, and he just you just kind of and it's interesting because they have spent this time kind of building up sympathy for him, even though he's crazy, and then that mm-hmm. ending just loses all of it, and you're just like he's he's just awful. Yeah. But it was really interesting. Um, to see that kind of develop. It was uh, – I liked that stuff. Yeah. Um, and, and the bit where um, – the, even the bit where Jeffrey just is picking him off, he's taking him out. Yeah. Like that – there's that was tension scary. there. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And you're kind of worried about the whole – the way it's going to go. But, um, yeah. And, and that is such good pay- timing too. Like because he says you're mine now or something like that and then, um, and then you just watch Ben Foster sitting up on the rocks yeah. and it's quite a long time and like he says a couple of comments and then he just gets shot and, and you're like, oh, my God. Yeah, and because um, Jeff Bridges is wet, wears the buff-coloured sheriff's outfit, you can't see him in the rocks whereas mm. Ben Foster's in red and so mm. you can see him quite easily. Um, what needed to happen and I think what would have actually made for a better story is that like Chris Pine is clearly getting more more nervous across the film. He's not the bank robber. He's the he's the mastermind, but he doesn't is not particularly keen on the idea of doing it right. And you need to kind of build him across the movie. There needs to be him getting more and more tense and more and more worried that it's not going to work and have to do more difficult things to not to try try and keep going. Like there's a great scene where he stopped at a roadblock mm-hmm. and he has to get past a policeman and he's sweating. He's been shot. He's terrified. And that's quite effective. Mm. But why Why not make – firstly, you didn't need two casino scenes. But mm. why not make like one of the scenes where they're in the casino a bit more like that, like where he's really nervous about taking them yep. – like he's got these chips and he's worried about getting caught. He's, he thinks the casino security is onto him. You know, like why don't just build up some tension there because like that would work quite easily on him and have his brother go, yeah, no, nah, we'll be right. Or, you know, then, then they have to like think their way out of that difficulty. Mm-hmm. That would have been much better. Yeah, actually building some stuff. Yeah, it, it's just too long of nothing happening. Um, that whole well, and, and too of long movie. of them just getting away with stuff. Like there's this build up of he's going to see his ex wife and his kids, and that's kind of like it's built up. He's he's clearly a bit nervous about it. He hasn't seen them in a while, but it's not like even that is kind of an anticlimactic. Mm. Even though yes, he, they're very sort of realistic conversations that he has with his wife and his son, his ex wife and his son. There's sort of they, you'd think there'd be more of something in there. Mm. Ah, and I think maybe they'll go for the wife is just resigned to, you know, him being a shit and everything going wrong. But also, like, it, it, there needed to be some kind of payoff for him being so nervous about going there and doing this thing. 
Yeah, um, I think that's one of the reasons also why that that bank robbery that Ben Foster does by himself is so effective is because it's yeah. it's it's contrasted with this scene where Chris Pine is just talking to a nice waitress um, who is flirting with him. Yeah, and because uh, <laughs> of course she is. But um, <laughs> why wouldn't you? I know, I was, like, really. But um, but it's it's that's such a nice scene, and you know yeah. you can see that Chris Pine is sad but nice and she's just being really sweet to him and mm. and um it's contrasted with ben foster just being a crazy person yeah. um and that's really quite like effective huh. and and that's the kind of thing that you know giving um the problem was i think that they spent too much time together as well mm. like you, you, when they split up it you kind of had a uh, good idea of who they were when they're not together and clearly Ben Foster is a bad influence on Chris Pine. Yeah. <laughs> really clearly. Um, but also there's long scenes where they're at their own house at the beginning and he's seeing his mum's, you know, um, sick bed and stuff. And you're like, we get it. We get it. We understand this stuff. You don't have to have like 10, 15 minutes of this. You know, you, you tell us what we need to know, give us the visual information and move on. Yeah. Well, it would have been more effective if like, Instead of them, I think they have like a few minutes outside the house just shooting the shit before they go in and see mum's cancer bed. Yeah. And that would have been much more effective if they just walked into the house and the brother had seen that. And yeah, Ben Foster's character, I mean, had seen all that and then they talked about it and then it was done. Yeah, exactly. It would have been much more effective. It, I mean, the whole movie would have been more effective if they had, if it, it just needed a lot of tightening up, you know. Um, they, they mm. needed a, a, an editor who's going to go in there and go, you don't need this. You don't need this. Just chuck yeah. this out. It felt um, like those, you know, the dogme films, you know, the Danish ones where they only yeah. use natural light and they have like scenes go on a bit longer because they want to have people in their real, you know, environment. And that makes me think of like when they're cooking breakfast and it's not just like two seconds of you want some breakfast to get out of here. And there's like cooking breakfast and then he breaks some eggs and like it just goes on just a bit too much. Yeah, exactly. And there's no tension in that scene. This is the morning that they're going to go rob banks. This should be tense. And yeah, and Chris Pine, who all along has been nervous, doesn't really want to do this, only doing it because he has to for his boys. Hanging out cooking breakfast. He's more than happy to eat a full fry up of bacon and eggs before he goes off to rob two banks. Yeah. Sure. Sure. That After makes sense. After we've just seen him not sleeping. Um, yeah. And then the, 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 this kind of face off at the end felt a bit flat as well. Well, because it, it kind of doesn't have a satisfactory res- resolution. Well, I didn't mind the resolution, actually. I thought it was interesting that they just kind of left it open until the next time it happened. Um, but, like, it, it, this, it, it did the same thing that it's been doing all the way through the movie where it builds this tension, you think something's going to happen, and then the family comes in and it's gone. Yeah. And, just, and there's just nothing there anymore. Immediately and you're like, de-escalates. What? Yeah. Yeah. We want to de-escalate the tension in real life, not in movies. You want to build tension in movies. Right. And it's it also just it was weird. It didn't quite work because all through the movie we see people who are kind of on their side, like regular folk who are like, oh, well, the bank got robbed. Oh, dear. That's so sad. They screwed me out of my mortgage or my they told, they took my mom's house or whatever. Well, yeah, but they did end up killing people. So Yeah, they and, and they did. But then at the end you see Jack Bridges do almost exactly the same thing. No, he doesn't. He's very mad and he still wants to kill Chris Pine by the end yeah. of the movie. Um, that I thought if if he had done the same thing, then I would have at least got it. Um, yeah, but that, it kind of wanders off and the family's there and it's sort of like, oh, well. Yeah, it that was just, more the problem is like, it, you know, I, I didn't mind the idea that it's save it for next time kind of thing. But at the same time, you don't, I, I wanted more kind of, of the actual tension like where Jeff Bridges expresses that he's angry and, it and Chris Pine expresses that, you know, like it's all uh, 
that's what they're trying to go yeah, for. And it but. all would have been more effective if Chris Pine had been getting more and more tense across the movie because, right. what, like, because you know, because he's thinking, oh, well, once this is done, I will be okay and I'll be safe and my boys will have their house and it'll all work out. And, of course, the message is, no, you are never going to be safe again once you started on this journey. Right. And that would have been better, but you, ha- you have to have the tension build up beforehand to kind of have that payoff at the end. Yeah. Yeah, it's got it, it, the nar- lack of narrative tension is a real problem with the movie. Yeah, um, and it's it's pretty disappointing because it could have been really good. Yeah, well, not. it's got a lot going for it in terms of like pretty locations and good actors and kind of interesting direction. I really was impressed with the acting from, especially from Chris Pine and, and mm. Ben Foster. Um, the other scenes could be funny, and I actually thought like Jeff Bridges and Gil Birmingham were quite funny together, but Jeff Bridges yeah. was so irritating a lot of the time. Yeah. I don't know why I did the jaw sticking out thing mm. annoying me. Yeah. Um and, and they were funny and it kind of Yeah. But but they kind of broke tension a lot of the time. And we didn't need to see as much of those guys. Well like yeah. when they're just sitting outside that diner, um, there's a really interesting bit that Gil Birmingham talks about the, the how the land was taken from his people. Yeah. And then we see them sitting there longer and longer. And then you're like why? Why are we still here? We've got the interesting stuff out of this scene. Or do do it as a montage. Like we get that we have that scene. You don't need the bit with the cranky waitress. You have that scene. Oops. And that you was have... funny, but you're like, but this is you, mm. we don't need another scene like this. We no. get it. Yeah, and you, you could have done that one with like not having all the ones we had before as well, or just yeah. Oh, the, when they're sitting around in the in the hotel room watching TV, that I don't was care. unnecessary. Like, I'm, you know, I get that that um, chasing bank robbers is not as exciting as, as we think it is, right. but we don't really need to sit through all of the stakeout stuff with them. And you also get th- get a really good idea of all the microaggressions that Gil Birmingham has to face every day at work. <laughs> yes, you do. But and we, so you we, don't, we already understood right, that. That's what I'm saying. You don't need that scene. It's just so much, and you get that, and you get the dynamic, and you get that Jeff Bridges just doesn't know, doesn't know how to um, pick up on social cues. Yeah, I think he does. He just doesn't care as well. Yeah, Yeah, I mean, he just sort of goes, um, "I'm an entitled old white guy. I can do whatever the want, whatever the hell I want, because I'm good at my job." That's that's basically what his character is, Mm. and that's basically what his life is. He does get to do whatever he wants because he is good at his job. But yeah, it it's long, and it's just. It's just so dull a lot of the time and unnecessarily so. And then there's these moments of like brightness in it and then you just get more long, boring movie. Yeah, and tension not resolved properly because you just – you think it's going to go cool, going to get something cool happening. And Not built like, or resolved properly. Yeah. And, and there were moments when I was really into it, like that that final bank robbery, you know, and then the mm-hmm. driving away and uh, being chased by all the guys with the guns. Oh, Yeah. And, yeah, and that was Chris Pine's tense. been shot, and Chris Pine is terrified, and Ben Foster has to calm him down um, mm, for the one time tense. in the whole movie. And then after that, they have their really like sweet moment together, mm. and I uh, just all of that was so good, it was so good. Yeah, and then cutting between like the tension of Chris Pine trying to play it cool when he goes through the roadblock, as opposed to like the shootout, mm. all really great. That was all great. Yeah. Um, and and also, you know, I did watch a movie that had some similarities to this last night and was much worse. Oh, right. <laughs> so I'm a little bit more like, I think, lenient on it just because uh, Mojave last night was not good. Yeah. Um, Oscar Isaac was speaking a lot like the characters in this movie, actually, but he said brother on the end of every sentence. And it was so pretentious. <laughs> and this mo- movie at least wasn't pretentious. Um, everybody wasn't spouting, like, quoting Shakespeare every five minutes oh. in this other movie. So this movie, I was like, oh, my God, dialogue that sounds like humans. It's amazing. <laughs> Well, yeah, that's true. Um, 
So yeah, I I was I think a little more lenient just because of that comparison. Yeah. But I did I I thought there's a lot of elements in this movie that made could have made it really good, but it was so boring that I mean, even I was checking the time a lot, mm. um, especially when Chris Pine wasn't on screen. Because when Chris Pine's on screen, at least you can watch Chris Pine. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. So um, do you have a mark for it? Do you know what you're giving mm, it? I'm going to give it two and a half stars. Mm, I'm going to give it two. Okay. Um, and I'm, I've am i kind of bumped that up from the one it was getting before <laughs> they started getting chased out of town by people with guns. Yeah, that I think that my, my score would have been lower if the ending hadn't been good too, but the ending yeah. was really good. Yeah. So. All right. Thank you very much for listening to the Silver Screen Queens podcast. If you would like to find the show notes or old episodes, they're on our website, silverscreenqueens.com. If you want to read Katie's review of this or that terrible movie she watched last night, you can... Or any of the other terrible Oscar Isaac movies I've been watching all year. You can find them on her blog, silverscreenqueen.wordpress.com. And if you want to find us on social media, uh, we're facebook.com forward slash silverscreenqueens, at screen underscore queens on Twitter, and tumblr.silverscreenqueens.com on Tumblr. Thank you for listening. Bye. Bye.